very much, Mama. Yes? Who's it? Don.
go. Yes, yes, you're listening to the Electric Blanket. We are into round eight now. Round eight. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> oh, never would. Listen, I think the too time for talking is later on. Let's crack on with some music. Thank you. 
now. Yeah, that's, that's how you end a song with a sort of semi-drum solo at the end of that. <laughs> yeah. Buddy Miles. Really? Mm. Is it? After mo- it is. post-Hendrix or pre-Hendrix? Uh, do you know what? I don't know where this fits in, if I'm being perfectly honest, in the, in the sort of... Um, this is just after 71 yeah so it's sort of um, well it's the electric flag featuring Buddy Miles anyway uh, sorry listeners <laughs> well, <laughs> off in our own little dialogue already <laughs> pretty much without, you know it's like it's like eavesdropping almost there wasn't it we're having a little conversation you're sat there going when are they going to address us personally well hello everybody that's pretty much the show though isn't it that is the show really it's more like it's a it's a fly on the wall docu- sort of um, docu soap about two men in <laughs> their the early 40s <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Electric Blanket And uh, let's go from the top man Because we covered uh, some great tunes We started off with It's a compilation that I found in Barcelona It's badly named Sitar Beats But that was enough to pull me in And that was uh, the theme from Don I can only assume that that was some sort of um, Brilliant Amazing film, film. Yeah. That, well, I'm going on like that, a... it's got to be the best film ever I thought that was a soundtrack to like a massive punch-up or a car chase or something. It sounded like it could have been. There you go. That was a, a best song ever that we need to document. And after that, we had the fantastic... The 13th Floor Elevators. Yeah. We made it to show eight before playing anything by them, which is uh, something of a, a miracle, really. It pretty much is. You know, we're really... I think we're holding back on uh, playing a lot of music, so I think we're Holding we're back the years. Well. <laughs> Holding back your ears Enough. from uh, from from overexposure. I mean, that's the thing. I think we don't want to overexpose people to stuff that you've probably already heard. It's nice to play you something that you might not have. I mean, a lot of people have heard the thirty four elevators, but you know well, you not, can't go wrong. And fire engine. Well, it's three great. more three more people now, according yeah. to our listener base. You know, three three and a three half. lucky people. And I bet one of them is my mum tuning in. No. And after that, we had um, the specials. Uh, too much, too young. And then uh, yeah, we finished it off with the electric flag. So, yeah, that Mike Bloomfield on the guitar bits. He just, for most of that song, he just goes, so welcome. <laughs> like that. I can't, I can't honestly believe people are sticking around for this eighth episode based on this amazing a, introduction well, that we've if, given. If the, Mike, the one Mike Bloomfield fan who was listening hasn't turned off by now <laughs> with my poor impression of his guitar play. Well, all of those tunes were quite upbeat. And uh, I first heard this next uh, band, a friend of mine played it to me early 90s and it just blew me away. So I think we just need to take it down a notch. This is the Electric Prunes.
Girlfriend always likes to think that I talk about my teenage years, but that that really is the sound of um, me growing up. Uh, that's uh, Ned's Atomic Dustbin with Happy. And um, before that, we had the the mammoth monster. The insanity <laughs> that is. It's like B- Bernard Pretty Purdy. If, if a lot of people say that if you're going to uh, make a solo album, don't let the drummer make a solo album. Always avoid the drummer's solo albums because. They're never any good. Well, you're, you're wrong. wrong because that <laughs> record from start to finish is just absolutely dynamite. That's Caravan, which is ostensibly a Duke Ellington cover, except about after about two passes through the melody, you think it's 
bollocks, I'm just going to do a drum solo. <laughs> Bernard Purdy, for those that don't know, is one of the, the, the most famous um, session musicians. You'll find him on so many. If you don't know who Bernard Purdy is, go on Wikipedia. Pretty Purdy or Bernard Purdy. He's, he's you've heard him. Oh, you've, my you've, God. If you've, if you've ever heard the radio for about 20 minutes of your life, <laughs> you've heard that guy. He's the drummer on all of the Motown. And famously, you know... Um, he is supposed to be playing, or the rumour is that he played on the first, Please Please Me, the first Beatles album instead of Ringo. Really? He said he and was also, called over to UK for a session and that's the one he reckons he did. He also played Nevermind the Bollocks and also um, the first Bross album. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> <And> before <laughs> well, that, that uh, you had the Electric Prunes, uh, which is uh, Holy Are You, which was in the album Release of an Oath. I mean... I've never even heard that before. Oh, like, I've, I've heard lots of Electric Prunes and not that tune. I don't know how I've missed that. Pure David Axelrod production. Uh, again, David Axelrod uh, albums to look out for. Uh, Song of Innocence, Songs of Experience. William or, Blake reference. Yeah, but um, the Electric Prunes and there's another album called Massive. You think it's Massive, minor, but essential. Now, um, we wanted to talk about this because there's an, uh, Steenie pulled out an album. Again, the whole premise of this show is that we're playing. It originally started because we just wanted to play each other tunes that we like. That's literally it. So we don't know what the other person's going to turn up with. And Steenie's pulled out an album. There's a shop that we go to that a friend of mine owns. And one day I was behind the counter and he looks at me and just, he just pulled out a record and said, just buy it. And I just trusted his judgment at the time. And I went back and it's what I can only describe as acid folk, which is really a nasty... A, it's a nasty it's term. A it's basically term. what I would term as... Um, cult induction music <laughs> basically it's private it, the original is a private press there was only 100 copies made it was made in 78 uh, in Scotland and it's rare as hen's teeth and, I, and it never turns up and he just said to me buy it I bought it and uh, I had to sell it recently but it, it, it appreciated in value a lot it's quite a shocking amount don't but tell them how much it was, it was <laughs> more than most of your cows cost <laughs> yeah, I should imagine it was a lot of money. money but this next band is Cadmon and um, if you ever hear C-A-E-D-M-O-N if you ever I haven't sold mine but I am in the market mine's not mine's only a repress <laughs> <laughs> it's it's I run, It's a hard one to choose off this album and we might end up playing another track from it because it's just fantastic but this is Cadmon it is brilliant and this is this is if you were ever going to be inducted into a Wicker Man style folk sex cult this would be the tune that they d- certainly put on the advert and maiden's fair with your long yellow hair the bridegroom coming soon your lads prepare have you oil to spare the bridegroom coming
way to sell a record that isn't it I'm I'm Al Green what, Al Green hey we've booked Al Green tonight god the club sold out in five minutes he's only from down the road how did he do that well <laughs> we just got someone else in and before that um, yeah I think I think you set it off perfectly it's an induction to a uh, sex uh, into cult into a pagan sex uh, oh, hang on a minute I'm so sorry 
a friend of mine that um, they're not pagans are they they're quite religious I think well, we, 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 there is a Christian vibe on this record you can definitely pick up on that can't you I really did there's a guy I work with right mm. and he says that he listens to this in the car with his kids really so uh, hi, hi the hi. Burgess family hi Hey, hey, we're not trying hey, to induct like you. So we're not trying to induct you or indeed the children into anything, any cults. Anything you don't agree with, you don't have to do it. <laughs> uh, sorry, Bill. I think it's time for Mike's forty-five. As ever, it's Mike's 45s, and uh, we pulled one out of the box at random. What have we got? Let's just go straight in. Well, I was down at the landing, people. Long with my head hung down. Landing with my head hung down. I could see everybody's baby getting on board. Lord, but I couldn't see mine. Lord, I couldn't. I said, Lord. Could my baby be? I said, Lord, how much is Where could my baby be? I did everybody's baby, baby, baby. Lord, but I can't. Kept on rolling long. Oh, but it did. Lord, the big boat, the big boat people. Big boat kept on rolling long. I was standing there wondering with my head hung down. I call to the cargo. Yes, yes, yes. I'm gonna seize my baby down. Oh, call to the cargo. Seize my baby down. My baby, she might have got hung up, people. Lord, she couldn't make it down.
is, oh, yeah. This is a vinyl show, and, uh, you know, that's what happens. But you can't fake that kind of vibe-killing jump, can you? <laughs> Basically, if Steenie's records jump, you know he's been listening to about two in the morning, jumping around drunk. Am I wrong? Um, you're not half wrong. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's such a favourite. I saw him play that at... Um, at Glastonbury, uh, 2007, I think it was. So nearly, yeah, nearly ten years ago, and it still stands out as one of the best shows that I've ever seen. John Fogerty on the uh, old Jazz World stage. Yeah, happy. And he ran over time, uh, and he wouldn't stop. He just kept going. I missed the start of the Stooges on the other stage because I was like, oh, I don't want to. Mr. Stardust too, just but this is too good. Uh, he just kept rocking. He he would not the stop. Festival dilemma, and before that, well, well, that was Creedence Clearwater Revival, obviously. By the way, sorry, Creedence Clearwater Revival with um, Ramble Tamble off Cosmos Factory album. But you know, they wouldn't exist without the guy before him, and that was John Lee Hooker down on the else. land. Steenie said during we were listening to John Lee Hooker that he could play that song twenty times, and each time would be different structure, different, you know. It's, it's the real deal, man. It is the real deal. When you listen to those recordings, they, you think of them as the definitive. This is the definitive recording of, of any of his songs. And then you know that if they'd caught him, if, they hadn't, if there'd been a sort of problem with the tape or something, they hadn't been able to roll for another five minutes, the version that would come out and then be the definitive version would probably be completely different and probably a different time signature, a different number of bars per, yeah. per verse. I mean, the guy just... It wasn't like he's making it up and as he goes along and uh, and that's a bad thing. You know, this is a guy that's just basically a conduit for he's some kind of... He's radiated, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Some, something that's something other, I think. It's, it's Ethereal. Pretty, it's, you know, I don't want to get all spiritual and that, you know. No, 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 let's have a minute. Steenie's getting spiritual. I'm not getting spiritual. You know, you do know that Grayson Perry once, I saw him do a lecture and he said that if someone tells you that they're spiritual, what they're really trying to tell you is that they're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I really so, need to segue at the moment, but we need to change it. So, right, thanks, Andrew. Lovely, great information. Thanks, Grayson. Again, sorry, I sorry, didn't say it. sorry, Grayson the, said sorry, it. the Burgess car. That's what we need to post. So, um, listen, we need to remind people. Um, first of all, we need to say hello to anyone who's listening around the world. I know we've had people listening in Brazil, uh, Mexico, Germany. Uh, Crouch End. So, so you know, we've even Crouch End. Um, but it's uh, it's amazing if you're listening abroad. Thanks. Uh, we're on iTunes yeah. and we're on SoundCloud and we're on Facebook, The Electric Blanket. You'll find us. Um, yeah, oh, and, and oh, don't forget to like the page. If you stumble across us, get on there. so needy, don't we, you? Well, you know, just the thing is you'll get the updates like because us. obviously we try and do this as a monthly thing. Oh, we're on thing. Instagram as well. Yeah, we do, we do this as a monthly thing and there's every chance that you will miss out on us if you're not following us in the social media world. I know you get you're a lot assuming of a lot there. You're assuming people will in fact miss us and they haven't accidentally clicked on subscribe and they're going, what the hell am I listening to? Well, if- there's, en- there's endless ways to uh, these days to, to get into stuff, but it's quite nice to get these occasional reminders. In amongst all of the... Um, you you like this, so you'll definitely like this nonsense. If you've actually clicked on us and you do like us, uh, <laughs> then... You know, oh, do you know some of the some of the targeted advertising that's on social media? I look on my Facebook page and some of the things I tried to I tried to change it. I tried to change my preferences because it assumed so much about me. It said that my first interests were cosmetics and fashion. (laughs) (laughs) Can you believe that? Cosmetics and fashion. 
I mean, look at the well, state. Don't do yourself a disservice, mate. You are cutting a figure. I do cut You're well out there. You're doing your own thing, and that is fashion. Cosmetics, they're not in, at all involved in that, though. There is an element of... of it's some, they it's, are, it, Jesus. What do you look like fashion. without them, man? It's some fashion. <laughs> this is right. But it's, it's the same fashion I've had since 1992. I need to segue massively quickly, uh, and I'm going to segue with this. They're, they're, you know, you know, when you hear people in your life, you look again. I'm doing that. I'm doing that thing. You know, I'm getting all emotional. But the, with music, it is an emotion. And when you play certain acts or certain people, I, well, me personally, I remember that when I first heard them, or what I was doing, or what I was feeling, or what year is it? Or, you know, just mm. it, it resonates. So it's hard not to get a little bit emotional. Um, the next guy we're going to play is Tim Buckley. So at some point in your life, you're going to come across. Um, Jeff and Tim and they're, they're pretty like it's pretty life-changing stuff really Tim uh, his career is a varied patchwork of from acoustic to kind of R&B not in the Kanye sense to kind of weird almost exploratory jazz um, all of it has this amazing genius streak running through it so we listen we'll play some of the acoustic and then we'll, uh, we'll come back in my heart is where I long for you my smile I search for you each time you turn and run away I cry inside my silly way just too young to know anymore In my world, the devil dances and dares to leave my soul just anywhere until I find peace in this world. I'll sing a song everywhere I can. Just too young to know anymore The wind covers me cold There's starry skies all around my eyes Far behind the city I made a mistake. 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 I made
the sound of uh, Crispy Ambulance, they're on a factory. It's uh, pretty hypnotic, it's good stuff. Uh, Martin Hannett production, so yeah, you know it's going to have a quality. Um, and what were we having before that, Steve? Oh, that was um, that was uh, David Byrne from Talking Heads and Brian Eno from the album My Life in the Bush of Ghosts. I'm irritated. Mia Culpa, the <laughs> song. It's, um, I thought we'd have a bit of that. It's a great album, it's one of those ones where it's... Uh, snippets of bits and pieces, lots of sort of found sounds mixed with. Uh, I think there's an overriding the concept person, to it. You're the first person to play Branino uh, out of first person oh, ever. Ever. I remember. I'm I remember gutted. back in the day when he, about when he still looked like Riff Raff from Rocky Horror, <laughs> and he came to me when I uh, and said, "Do you want to really play this song by my band? We're called Roxy Music." He did what? No, he didn't really. What did he do? He he's, he came to our house. <laughs> Dressed as Riff Raff from Rocky Horror. I think it's about that time. No, he didn't. Steenie's Metal Memory. Steenie likes metal and he likes remembering things about metal. Where he was, what he was doing, usually what he was eating. Go on, I'm struggling to have any memory of anything these days. My memory is pretty shot. I, I've started, I used to be the memory man, I used to be DJ memory, but um, unfortunately now I'm, um, I'm DJ, DJ Plop Hazard. <laughs> but anyway, this goes back, this goes back to um, a time when this album was actually already 10 years old, and I was a budding crazed metalhead, and I'd heard about this guitar player uh, called Randy Rhodes, he was the guitarist for Ozzy Osbourne's band. And everyone used to rave about him and his tragic early death, and, and I'd never actually uh, heard him properly. I was he, already a huge Sabbath fan by this point, and um, but I, I I'd heard about this mystical guy, and I, I wanted to hear these tunes. So at Christmas, I'd said to my parents, "Right, I really want the Blizzard of Oz album by Ozzy Osbourne. Um, can you get me it?" And they were like, "Oh." oh Anyway, at the time, I didn't have a record player, which is a bit of a, uh, a shortfall, really. If you're asking for records and you haven't got a record player, obviously I was using my dad's record player a lot. I didn't have one of my own. So Christmas Day, I'm expecting this record to turn up. But, great, my parents actually bought me a record player as well to play it on, which is really nice. That's life-changing. So it was a really great Christmas, and the first record I played on my record player was uh, this track, and uh, this album. And... Um, it's, it just sums up Christmas at that time. It was a lovely sound. I should have saved this one probably. This is the probably Christmas the best show. metal memory. Right, it's, it's listen. Very it's very touching. The Christmas show, we're working up to it at the moment. So We are going to do a Christmas show. Yeah, oh, hell yeah. But um, so, so maybe I should have saved it. There are other Christmas metal albums I can definitely do, and Christmas metal memories. Uh, I think I can... We've got Best Christmas Ever, Best Christmas Ever Part 2. Best Christmas, uh, the worst Christmas ever. Steenie, what are we listening to? Well, this is... Uh, as, I, as you know, I'm, I'm also um, a massive fan of songs that have two guitar solos in. We played Van Halen, I'm the One. Um, and we've also played uh, my other favourite song with two guitar solos in, which is that uh, Burrito Brothers, uh, Ain't That A Lot. That's in the first show. Uh, yep. Yeah. And now I've, I've alluded to this already, and now we're going to play it. So this is... What we playing, Steenie? Mr. Crowley by Ozzy Osbourne from the Blizzard of Oz album.
I lost my way In fields of green grass They would whisper words I'd never heard before In the hot summer Whispering to us for more Now it's gone And the earth has cooled It is done And I sit back Just waiting for my spirit to Um, we played on the show about three shows back a woman called uh, Catherine Howe and it's, uh, it's an incredibly rare record uh, it's called In a Beautiful Place and it was um, pressed on a very limited run when it first came out didn't do much and then died uh, and it's worth she didn't yeah, know did he she, worth, she lives on she didn't die it's worth a lot of money but the uh, company reissued it and that single we played something off it but that single was only available with the first thousand copies it was a demo that she was doing for RCA Anyway, that's uh, Catherine Howe in the hot summer and um, Steenie, and a classic metal memory. Yeah, well, I rambled a bit there. I did sound like a senile old man for most of it, but um, we got there in the end. We got to the gist of it, and it, just to listen to those two Randy Rhodes solos. From that moment on, he was one of my favourite uh, players. And um, well, well, we are we're setting the bar high now because we're about to we're about to reach a level of, of playing again. It's, it's all guitar heroes again, isn't it? We've got. Next up, one of the we can't not play it. Um, one of the greats, Mr. Mr. Robert Fripp, coming up. <laughs> 
Sounded, I sounded very partridge, Mr. Robinson. <laughs> and, uh, but it, Wings. You need to afford that man some degree of respect because he uh, Roy from has Bungie. Done a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An awful lot. So this got uh, King Crimson again. Where do you want to start with King Crimson? Because they've had so many different phases, and each one of them absolute genius, and that's no understatement at all. But um, there are some albums that do stand out, and we're playing the title track off the uh, the off, classic off three the classic piece. Album, oh. but the, the the ultimate seal of approval came from an episode of. EastEnders once for me this where I was watching it and there was, a, there was a noisy neighbour episode I can't remember his name was he Dan or something he was a real git anyway he lived above someone else and one day um, someone was round at the, the, the victim's house that he was emotionally abusing with his noise pollution or whatever <laughs> and um, you could hear this noise stuff he's like there he is again da, 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 da. I was like that's not noise pollution that's Red by King Crimson how dare they <laughs>
If your breasts are too big, you will fall over. Unless you wear a rucksack. I got no common sense, and neither has nobody else. I spread my brains out on the table and poke them about with a fork. So I got no common sense, and neither has nobody else. I spread my brains out on the table and poke them about with a fork. So I got no common sense. And neither has nobody else. Give me a little hug. 
today. What it is, what it is, what it is, what it is. I'm sorry. What it is, what it is. Don't mean no harm. Look at him. Now give me some Fred West and the JBs. Yes, yes, yes. That's, uh, of course, James Brown. And the track uh, is called uh, Mind Power, I believe. Let's just check that. And he was giving up for, is it Fred Westy? That's, uh, so... On there, <laughs> not Fred West. After Maceo Parker left the JB's, um, well, the James Brown's backing band, you've got the JB's, and, and front in the JB's is Fred's Wes- uh, Fred Wesley. And Steve oh, said Fred to Wesley. me... <laughs> It's that Fred West and the JBs. It's like the worst group ever. Uh, uh, before that, you've got to talk about that. What, were we, what was that? What that was uh, a brief snippet of Ivor Cutler doing I've Got No Common Sense from the Velvet Donkey album. And a little bit at the start as well, uh, if, uh, which is his little intro, if you have, if your breasts are too big. Um, there you go. And before that, um, um, oh, Steamy's Face. Velvet Donkey. Got to back to Velvet Donkey, is, of course. It's one of the few albums that I, well, it's one of the only albums I've ever known that's really confronted that head on, the, head on the issue of um, what your record collection says about you and what people think of you because of your record collection. Because on the back of this record, it does point, say uh, it comes with a unique chart. Um, well, we all know it, don't we? I mean, you go to someone's house, you look through their record, CDs, music collection, it, it speaks everything you need to know well, about Ivor Cutler's very aware of that, because he, on the back it says, popularity chart. Play Velvet Donkey to your friends, then write their names and ask them what they now think of you out of ten. You'll soon have a useful chart, e.g. Anna, eight out of ten. And the person who previously on this record, I don't know who it was, has rated, it's got their friends, Victoria Richards just thought that they were a two out of ten. <laughs> so it, I've, I've, I've got quite a low opinion of Victoria oh. Richards now. It's, Hang on, that's amazing. There is actually a grid on the back of this oh, record you, that you, you can you fill, chart, in you fill in with your name and number. So you've got Victoria Richards, two. Yep. And then um, Henry Bond, four. Don't reckon much to those people. But then, luckily, Eric Rainey. Uh, has given it a full 10 out of 10 and this is they're not rating the album here they're actually play them play this to your friends and then write them and ask them what they now think of you not so the album so I should write on the back of that yeah, what, do you, what do you think of me on there give me, give me a mark out of 10 <laughs> well, on, be, be honest <laughs> don't write on it though because the record's in the sleeve you'll balls it up <laughs> I'm going to uh, I can't score you yet because right. it might change but uh, yeah there you go and before um, AC uh, Aerosmith uh, Sweet Emotion that was incredible. That, that was his fault. You were saying, oh, I can't believe you beat me to play Eno. Well, yeah, I can't believe you beat me to play Aerosmith. There you go, man. Um, um, brilliant album, Toys in the Attic. Don't let anyone ever tell you that Aerosmith are anything other than a great band. Regardless of what, what they did, you know, in the power ballad era and all that Desmond Child stuff, where it's that, it's that early 70s mother load of Toys in the Attic rocks. Get Your Wings, the first album, Aerosmith, it's all, it's all great. I mean, I'm a massive fan and... Um, you're a massive fan of anything you play, to be honest, though. I think generally... Well, yeah, but only because I've heard a lot of stuff that's terrible. I only would only play stuff that I really liked. It's not that I'm completely undiscerning. <laughs> Before that, we play King Crimson. So there's a lot of firsts on the show tonight. We've got to move on. Yeah, we, if, we, if we just keep talking, would, would play King Crimson. that's going to be uh, awful. Literally, let's just shut up. Right, so... So next up, what we've we got... Uh, well, this is an album that's... Uh, 
from a man who's been blighted by tragedy, really. It's very sad recently, and uh, I was thinking about uh, fatherhood for slightly obvious reasons and um, the, recently. And uh, also, when I was on the bus just now, there was a man on the phone having a very long and protracted conversation with a variety of different people on the subject of his son's circumcision. Uh, he's £260, he considered too steep. He had a, a, basically a stand-up route while on the phone, shouting the whole whole top deck of the bus could hear him going up um, going up the Tottenham Court Road and uh, he was going 260 pounds you know just because the kid don't cry it's only anaesthetic <laughs> and kids cry anyway bro right and then the guy on the what? phone was like I don't care and then he goes um, I don't care about your testimonials I don't give a shit mate I don't care about your testimonials I'm sorry the Burgess it's, car he's still listening yeah it's only it's 260 pounds it's a lot of money it's a lot of money I'm going to ring my partner back anyway for, just cancel it because she wants to do it I, you've come on a recommendation and if we recommend you to somebody else don't we get money off for that and I was just like God, this is a nightmare what kind of network is this of circumcision, circumcision. that's going on underneath London yeah, I mean that's like a, a you might have stumbled across it's like a circumcision something. pyramid scheme I like so it on the back it's of just that. a bit of skin 260 pounds for just a bit of skin and Everything inside my head is telling me to move on, but if you want to keep on, the, anyway, no, that, and anyway, that leads us nicely. Well, that's that's the kind of I, I don't I'm not sure about this guy's fatherhood credentials, to be honest. But then I know that this guy had the credentials and then had a horrible thing happen to him. And the only good thing that's come out of it is this record, basically. So um, this is the, off the new Nick Cave album. So we're gonna hear a distant sky off that. Let us go now. My one true love Call the gas man Cut the power out And we can set out We can set out for the distant skies Watch the sun Watch it rising Oh, God. 
They told us our dreams would outlive us They told us our gods would outlive us But they
of Black Sabbath now that's Electric Citizen who um, I saw supporting uh, Orange Goblin the other night in Southampton uh, from Cincinnati, Ohio and they basically are Black Sabbath <laughs> with a female vocalist amazing so um, yeah they're husband and wife Black Velvet Sabbath uh, I think uh, the uh, guitarist and the uh, singer are married the husband and wife that's nice that's nice, nice that's isn't nice. it it's nice when that, when that happens in the band and they're very cool I had a chat to all of them afterwards they're really really sweet and um I actually said because they had you? well they had two records on sale and I said um, I think her name's Laura the singer you know her name's Laura there's no think about it no, you must have been all struck well, oh hello, well, well they're just the people in the band aren't they they're just the people in the band they were selling their own merch and so you have to go and speak to them anyway and um, <laughs> so um, yeah it's Laura it's a great cover though that's Laura, an Laura awesome it's an cover. awesome cover isn't it the other, the other album actually is a bit of a rubbish cover I have to admit the new album yeah. this is the first album How to Make Friends because they might be listening well, I hope, yeah I mean I'm sure, that, the music's the, excellent I don't care I'm about sure, the second but, album. that first album cover is a brilliant album awesome. cover isn't it it's, it's a great sleeve we'll put it and, on um, well I said to I said to her which, which of the albums is that song that sounds like Children of the Grave <laughs> Shut up, he didn't. I did, and she said, Oh, it's that one. <laughs> and that's the one we just didn't heard. Didn't even try to hide that's, that's the one we've just heard anyway. So uh, uh, that's the, called Light Years Beyond. Before by Electric that. <laughs> this is the electric show we played Electric Prunes, Electric Flag, and now Electric Citizen. It is the Electric Blankets. Uh, and before that, um, we had a, it's a. It's a rare 45. Well, I didn't realise it's limited 45. Stop saying Brilliant that. Brilliant 45. Jimmy Entley sound. And that's um, Jeff Barrow from Portishead having just a little bit of an experiment on 45. And before that, man, that's one of the most crushingly beautiful tunes I've heard. It's fantastic, in isn't it? A, he has been dealing with a lot of uh, heartache, man. Uh, yeah, I had a ticket to go to see his film um, at the cinema that was released 
uh, to coincide with the, the album and everything, and I, I couldn't go. It was really awful. I, I missed out. So um, play, I ho- hopefully um, I'll get to see that at some point. But if you do get to see it, well, um, I, uh, I hope, hope you um, like it. it treasured it. I, I, don't, I was going to say I hope you enjoyed it, but I don't think, I'm not sure it's something that you can enjoy that film. I think he's dealing with so much. And I, well, that's of course, it was of course Nick Cave. And do you know who was, um, who was singing on that as well? Because they were stunning. something. Uh, do you know, I, actually, I should feel like I should have done some research on this. Hang on well, a while he's researching, um, we're coming up towards the end of the show. But listen, Steenie, I need to talk to you because... Um, I've heard this track on YouTube, you know, you, you investigate in YouTube and you come across recommendations. And I heard this track and I thought, man, what if Steenie had like a soap opera about him and it was called Steenie, right? And you'd be the central character. So I'm talking 70s ICV, it's not BBC worthy, but Steenie and like, Steenie! It's not BBC worthy. <laughs> so it's kind of like you and all your gang. Anyway, I've got the theme tune to Steenie. Steenie and the magic... Right, right. Oh, it's Elsa Listen, Torp, by ima- the way. Elsa Torp is the singer. Imagine uh, it's late 70s and you're settling down for your tea and you just want to watch an episode of Steenie. Hey, everyone, it's Steenie!
five o'clock and you're watching BBC One. And now it's time for an episode of Steenie. Yeah, I'd watch it on the basis of that being the, the theme tune. That's the, that, who was that? even more random. Look what record label it's on. Oh, it's on BBC, is it? The other side is a theme tune to a show. Literally, which man. show? So, what is the? So, what's this show though? The track. That, that's not. That's this is this is the um this is a theme tune. This is just some this catalog. Li- this is just li- li- no. Listen to it. Well, funky. It's a catalog music. What is it? It's a, listen. It's incredible. It's a tune uh, by Quilla, Q-U-I-L-L-E-R. And this track, I think the, the programme was called Quilla. Quilla? Yeah, what really. What did Quilla do? Is he a quill maker? <laughs> They're two guys. Quilla. But I heard the other track he was and a, I was, he was like... A, he was a medieval assassin who killed people <laughs> using a quill pen. Hang on. He would, Let's... He, he would stab them with the sharp bit of a quill. I think uh, Wattstack's going to celebrate that joke. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it's all right. I've played more material where that came from. Cheers, guys. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, here's what I want you all to do for me. Y'all ready for this? Hey, y'all ready, fellas? I got a note here. I don't know what this is. Hey, fellas. Hey, fellas. Y'all ready for it? Yeah, yeah, Do it now. 
From the What Stacks album, which is the um, the show that Stacks Record put up, uh, put on in the What Stadium in Los Angeles, and there's a film of it which um, I didn't realise. I bought this album and I was listening to it. I really enjoy it. It's it's, uh, it's got loads of this, the the uh, Stacks acts on it. So it's got Albert King, um, Isaac Hayes, are on the Staple Singers are on there, and Rufus Thomas. It's a, it's a brilliant, brilliant record. All the bands are really on it. But uh, my friend Sam uh, said, oh, have you not seen the film of that? And I said, oh, no, I'll better check that. So you've got to see what Rufus Thomas is wearing at this gig. And um, it is a look that can only be described as kind of um, Las Vegas Scoutmaster. <laughs> uh, 
He's he's wearing this sort of pink pink uh, cape with pink Bermuda shorts, white socks pulled up to his knees, and little white shoes. Uh, he does look strangely. He looks like a sort of um, uh, pimped up Baden Powell. Uh, which is it's, it's a strong look he's making a statement Listen. and he draws attention to this by asking the crowd ain't, ain't I clean which I think means are my fashion is not up to scratch but I don't know I don't we're, we're going to have to I'm leave you with, I'm not down with that, that, the language on that one but uh, I'm not hip you know I'm, we're going to have to leave you with that image uh, because we come to the end of a check podcast check it out on YouTube check it out on YouTube so this is the electric blanket thanks for staying around for eight uh, we usually sort of end on a bit of a high uh, this week I'm going to end on a bit of a hope because uh, I was after um, I've been after this album for absolutely years literally years and this is one of those ones that's been evading me I just haven't found it and it was my birthday and, and a friend of mine said to me I kept dropping hints about what to buy and, and my good mate Dan picked up this album this is uh, by a band called Black Ivory they're they're kind of following in the footsteps, obviously with the success of the Jacksons, once it came to sort of the late 60s, early 70s, a lot of um, black bands in America, you obviously you see a successful band, so you kind of base yourself around it. So there's a lot on this album that follows that. But this one track, uh, which is just ridiculous, it's called You and I. And I just, I just think it's that early 70s hope in America, beautiful ballad. We're going to leave you with that. Uh, this has been The Electric Blanket. Thanks a lot for listening. Take it easy. Hope you... Uh Hope you're not too offended by all this talk of circumcision and sex cults. Give us a give us a nice soulful intro. A soulful intro? Oh, I can't. Do you know that? I try. I'll try, but I I can't do it. Ladies and gentlemen, you'll be listening to Black Ivory.
every last second. Wispy the Electric Blanket, thanks for listening, guys. It's been a pleasure. Cheers. See ya. Mama.